0: Five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA and I'm here talking with Dr. Augustine Fu. And I'm already shocked. He got his PhD from, from MIT. I mean, this is a real s a real scientist here. Then he got sucked into digital
1: marketing somehow. <laughs> good good to be here. Glad to glad to have this chance to to talk with you. Yeah, um, I kind of went straight through on the science side of things. Um It was chemical engineering and and material science at MIT, but, um, you know, the way I kind of got into digital was in in 95, I was at McKinsey and Company and saw that the internet was just spilling into the public sector. I decided to leave McKinsey in early 96 and get into the trenches because I could either be a spectator to all of it or kind of roll up my sleeves and be in the trenches. So I decided better be in the trenches. Uh, You know, I'm kind of bringing the scientific method, if you will, to, to the discipline of marketing, which has historically been more of an art form than anything else. Nonetheless, you know, w- there's there's a lot to learn. Uh, and, you know, in digital, when we have a lot more data, there's a lot more to study. So, uh, you know, I enjoy looking at big data. I enjoy handling big data and, and just kind of getting into the weeds of things and And that's kind of where you're finding the fraud because, you know, the reason I got into the fraud research is that we were seeing greater than 100% click through rates on ads. And obviously, humans click on ads, but not that much. Right. So, not only are you. Oh, so you you could measure the
0: viewers. We have to slow down
1: for me and for everybody.
0: So, you could measure the viewers and you could measure the clicks. Those two things you should be easy to measure. And the clicks were higher than the viewers. Is that.
1: Or higher than the number of ads. So, you know, this applied to both search ads and display ads, right? So in in Google search, you know, when you type in a search, you'll see some ads at the top and then you'll see some organic search results. So in those cases, when we're looking at some of the data, we're we're noticing greater than 100% uh, click-through rates. So bots were just repeatedly clicking on those click-through URLs, even if the ad never loaded. The original promise of digital was the right ad to the right person at the right time. Yes. And a lot of people bought into the promise of it without really understanding how you could actually do that technically. So therein lies a lot of the problem because you know they, they would actually cheer if they got greater than 100% click-through rates or maybe 50% click-through rates, right? So you know when we talk about 22-year-olds coming out of college trying to do digital marketing, They're not marketers, let alone digital marketers, right? So, you know, they're they're just going for big numbers, going for, you know, buy as many ad impressions as possible for as low cost as possible. And those are the levers that they typically use. But sometimes it kind of leads them astray and they end up buying really cheap stuff from programmatic exchanges where it's mostly fake sites and sites that don't have any human audiences. So it kind of fits together, you know, in terms of, you know, you and I have been see- been doing this for long enough that we can see some of this just doesn't make any common sense. Well, let me tell you two stories that's related to that. You know, some people will say, oh, we're getting sales, you know, from our digital marketing, and they'll say, oh, that's because the digital marketing is working. But they haven't run the experiment where they turn off the digital marketing and they'll realize the sales keep going, right? So. In those cases, what I've seen on, on the fraud side of things is that the bad guys are basically claiming credit for organic sales, right? The sales that would right. have already occurred or had already occurred because uh, they're just falsifying the attribution, right? The, the digital data is very easy to manipulate. You talk about footfall, right? So people actually walking into a Dunkin' Donuts or someone walking into a Taco Bell or something. How do you falsify that? People are going to walk into Dunkin' Donuts anyway, because that's Mm -hmm. their habit every morning. They get a coffee and donut or something. So those are people who go there anyway. What the bad guys are doing, and these are the attribution networks, right? So basically, they want to show that someone who was exposed to an ad also walked into a Dunkin' Donuts, right? So what they're doing, and this has been possible in the past where they're collecting the device identifiers or setting cookies and things like that. So they would deliberately kind of mass advertise at very, very low cost to now say these device IDs were exposed, right? And so those device IDs that were exposed ended up walking into a Dunkin' Donuts, but that still doesn't actually prove cause and effect. It just means you stuffed a cookie or you harvested a device ID that would have walked into the Dunkin' Donuts anyway. Right. So in essence, if the advertiser were not smart enough or were not strict enough to ask them about that, like how the heck did that happen, right? Then they could claim that 30 percent, 50 percent of those people who would have walked into a Dunkin' Donuts actually, you know, came from the digital campaign that they managed or something, and that's because right. they they did mass cookie stuffing, uh, to make the a very very large number of devices appear to be exposed. And direct
0: mail gets hammered on this because, you know, you, you finally convince a client or a brand that they should do some mail. And so they'll mail out a bunch of stuff and people will go to their website to check it out, you know, not to place an order yet or whatever, not to walk in the store. Now they've got a cookie, right? Yeah. And they've still, and they've still got a mailer, right? But the only, but, but if you're not careful, The digital guys will claim when they place the order right off that mailer uh, that that it was all digital. We start we start tracking it at digital so that we can ignore any other uh, out of home or offline. Yeah,
1: because it's easy to to track in digital. Right. So they they call that problem the the last mile or the last click. So all the other stuff is ignored because there's not a good amount of records or data to say that, you know, they came from a mail mailing channel or, or a TV channel. Because of the rampant ad fraud, I've actually told my uh, clients, the advertisers, go back to uh, TV, go back to billboards, because at least somebody drove down the highway and saw your ad and went to see your movie or something, right? So in those cases, traditional forms of advertising still work and they work great. And I think in digital, we've we've kind of gone way too far in terms of the targeting side of things right so we assume we're targeting the right person but we haven't actually scrubbed out the bad data which is all the bots pretending to be certain human segments and things like that
0: there's an entirely different methodology of of advertising you know there's there's a there's a there's a another philosophy that says i can never guess who's going to be in the market today because Life happens, you know, and uh, somehow the digital, the digital camp has convinced everyone that we know everything about you, um, but you don't. There's a real estate agent that sends me a refrigerator magnet every year, and that's who I'm calling, you know. Yeah. It, it's, it's because we don't know everything that you may want to touch a person in an engaged way, and, and that's an entirely different philosophy of advertising. Yeah.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, the way we can tell that the digital tech doesn't work that well, the creepy ads that follow them around the Internet. Yeah, we look at something on Amazon and then all of a sudden that same product shows up in a banner ad somewhere. So in that case, um, you know, they are tracking me. They are looking at what I look at online and they're showing me an ad. But what they didn't know is I already bought. I already did. Right. I already bought the item. And then using your example just now, it's like when I go to look up, you know, postal change of address or uh, baby cribs or something like that, they're inferring that maybe I had a baby or something, but that it could be that I'm just looking for a baby gift for someone else, right? So a lot of the times the digital guys are just inferring what I might like, you know, who I am, all that kind of stuff, you know, and, and like you said, some of these things are just not planned, right? The refrigerator broke down today. So I'm on homedepot.com because I need to buy a refrigerator by tomorrow, right? Or same thing with the air conditioner in Texas or something, right? On hot summer day, the air conditioner broke down. I got to buy it.
0: I've always wanted to stand outside of Walmart and just ask people, what are you going to buy? And then ask them when they came out. Okay, (laughs) now what did you buy? And I know for myself, it's about a one in a hundred. If I wander around for a while, I'll find a whole bunch of stuff that I didn't didn't think of and they may be out of the thing i really came in for so if i knowing all i know about me can't predict me (laughs) five minutes
1: ahead that's right yeah so as you can see we've kind of already covered a lot which is like there's a lot of snake oil being sold by the ad tech companies right and so some of that i'm uncovering because you know the numbers are just completely out of whack there aren't that many humans on earth there aren't more than 24 hours in a day And humans can't stream five CTV streams at the same time. They can only watch one channel at at a time. So all the numbers, you know, for the last 10 years have just gone uh, completely haywire. They're probably 100 times more than what the reality of it is. (laughs) But since everyone wanted to buy more stuff, right, more ads are better, more clicks are better, lower prices are better. You know, they end up kind of buying into that story. So, you know, it's going to be very tough to get them out of that mindset because they're so used to that. But we do need to break them out of that cycle because we're not doing good digital marketing right now.
0: So so what do you do? You know, uh, a new client comes to you and says, I'm a little suspicious of my marketing department. (laughs) It's probably the CFO. Right. And he said, I'd like to kind of audit. The, the 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 clicks we're getting because it doesn't seem to be translating into real revenue you know there doesn't seem to be a call that would be one way to to track it would be yeah. do the clicks translate to actual sales in a in some kind of a time sequence or something like that but you know what for whatever reason they're suspicious so what do you do for them what 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 can we, you we do always
1: yeah we always run a no-cost pilot So, you know, they typically come to me for exactly that reason. It's like, okay, something doesn't add up. My agency keeps telling me everything's fine. There's no fraud, you know, and it's performing really, really well. But I still think there's something wrong because sometimes they can just look at their own Google Analytics, right? So we're going to stay on the digital side of things. It's just looking at their website and the GA, Google Analytics on their site. They'll notice, you know, some of these visitors coming are, you know, basically staying for less than a second. Or what we would say, uh, you know, nearly 100% bounce rate. So they just, you know, come and yeah, go right Yeah, that's something away. Google will tell you, go bounce rate. Yeah, right. so, so they suspect something is wrong because if a person actually clicked through and wanted to be there, they're probably going to do something. They're probably going to look at a product or surf around the site or something, right? So they already have some clues to say that something's not right. But what they don't have is you know google analytics doesn't tell them about the bots right so they don't have the technology that i have which is to tell them these are bots and here's why we're marking them as bots right it's important to be able to explain to the client why something is a bot or why something is fraud because otherwise it's just a black box and they have to take your word for it so it's no better than ga or any of the other technologies so in this case i'll just use, describe a simple example if You see humans going to a particular website, like say it's New York Times or Wall Street Journal, and you see them kind of navigating around to look at more news. But bots can navigate, right? Bots are getting better and better at navigating. Yeah, they, they do that as well. But sometimes they're lazy. So I'm going to get to that in a second. Right. So the humans are going to click all around the page. And when you look at the pixel locations of where they click, it's usually spread out across the page. And sometimes there's natural clustering around, say, na- site navigation, right? So sometimes there's some menu buttons at the top. So humans have to click where the buttons are, right? So there's some natural clustering. When you con- when you contrast that to a lot of the bots, the bots are simple, right? There can be very advanced bots, but, but most bots are simple to begin with. They don't have to work harder than they need to work. So what we're noticing are repeated clicks on the exact same XY coordinate on the screen. Sometimes, zero by zero which is the upper left hand corner of your screen so have you tried to click the upper left hand corner of your screen i can't right? not much so, happens yeah yeah it's really it's really hard to get a whole bunch of humans to do that and and plus what we're seeing in the data is that when we see repeated clicks we're going to see a much larger red circle around a certain pixel location so bots okay. can click on the same x y pixel repeatedly but you can't get a whole bunch of humans to coordinate their efforts and click on the exact same pixel location. Right. Right. So just by looking at the data, I can explain to a client, okay, well, this clearly isn't humans clicking around on your website. So then they say, Oh yeah, I get it now. That kind of, yeah, I can tell that that's not natural. So those are the examples where we have to show them and say, you know, this is how you can look at the data and start troubleshooting it themselves. Because there's only one of me, right? And for the last eight years, I've been uh, doing this uh, kind of on a consulting basis to help the clients. But I've kind of run out of my own time. So the idea is to try to train more people and have more people be part of the solution, right? So if they know how to use Foo Analytics, just like they know how to use Google Analytics, they can actually start analyzing the traffic that's coming to the site, or analyzing their own ad impressions, right? So Now with a tag that goes into their digital media, right, we can measure all their ads and where they went. So the analytics people uh, and the data science people on the side of the advertiser are using it as their own tool, their own analytics platform so that they can see what is fraud or not. Okay. And And then do they license
0: it from you for a couple of bucks a month or something?
1: Yeah. So so if they choose to, they would just uh, license it uh, as a kind of like a Microsoft Office subscription. Right. So they pay an annual fee to use the analytics platform.
0: I I asked you two questions in anticipation of our conversation. Uh, One was, how do you spot bots? And you've given us some good, good clues that bots don't click the same as
1: people click. There's also some basic stuff like humans don't access the Internet through data centers. Right. Like Amazon Web Services. Right. But bots originate (laughs) from there. Yeah. When we see a lot of traffic coming from Ashburn, Virginia. Yeah. So simple things like that. Obviously, some bots are more advanced, but I'll tell you, there's still, a, you know, think of it kind of like an iceberg. Right. So there's a huge bottom to that iceberg. A lot of the bots don't have to work that hard and they're still getting (laughs) away with it. Right. There will be some bots that actually have to be more sophisticated where they're faking the clicks, they're faking the mouse movement and that kind of stuff. But that, those bots are a lot more expensive. So for the most part, the, the bad guys are going to use the least sophisticated bots if they can still get away with it.
0: Now we found that our clicks are full of bots. What do we do about it? What can we really do?
1: So usually those are coming from your paid media, right? Because bots are not going to do work unless they're getting paid for it, right? They're not doing charity. And you know, it's okay. like, let me tie this back to, I'm sure you've all heard of uh, DDOS attacks, right? Distributed denial of service attacks right, right. where they just overwhelm websites with so much traffic but that's not lucrative but now if you take that traffic that botnet and point that traffic firehose to a site that carries ad tech on it and runs ads they can make a lot of money right so the bots don't work harder than they have to and what you do about it is you try to figure out where the bots are coming from right so you can very so, clearly wait see, we gotta oh, go
0: slower a little bit so yeah Denial of service is flooding a website with traffic so that the real traffic gets crowded out and it takes a long time for the page to to load, that sort of thing.
1: Okay. Okay. So if you care, you as an advertiser, if you care whether the clicks that you're getting are bots or not, then you would actually see which clicks that come to your site are bots. Okay. So what you just talked about would be a publisher that's buying the traffic. To then juice their numbers because then they can make more advertising revenue. Okay. So if you, the advertiser, runs an ad on that publisher that's using bot traffic to juice their numbers, the bots will also click on that ad and come through to the advertiser's website. right? So in right. that case, that's why you need to have the code on the landing page as well. So then you can see, did a bot click through or did a human click through? So a lot of times when you're getting a lot of clicks, right? Remember we said earlier that the Google Analytics will already show you it's 100% bounce rate or zero time on site and all that kind of stuff. Now with the addition of Foo Analytics, you can see which clicks are bots. And then by looking at where they came from, Ah. you can say, oh, it's coming from this programmatic campaign. Let me go turn that off or let me go spend less on that. You see what I'm saying? So you ask, what do you do about it when you see these bots? The idea is that the bots uh, won't come to your site unless they're getting paid to do so. So, when you're running paid media, it gives them an incentive to not only load your ad so they can consume your media budget, but also click on some of them so that it appears to be working. Right. Because if it's zero click through rates on those right. ads, you'll see so, something's so, wrong.
0: Right. So, I just want to get where the money's going because, yeah. you know, the bots don't have any incentive. I place an ad. So, I got an ad yeah. out on. New York Times or something. There's no incentive for the bots if if I just placed it directly to go there and Correct. click uh you know and maybe I'm paid per click, the New York Times would benefit of clicks, but I don't benefit and you know.
1: Yeah, so so basically I, But if I'm
0: but if I'm going through an ad agency or a buying network, the buying yes. network might benefit
1: Yeah, and also the the fake site at the end, right? So previously you would buy from New York Times. New York Times is not a fraudster. They're not trying to rip you off. Right, right, right. But when you're buying ads through an exchange, an ad exchange, there could be hundreds of thousands of sites where your ads end up. And then a portion of those sites will be fraudulent, right? These are sites that are set up just to run as many fake impressions as possible. So in those cases, those sites have no humans that visit because humans don't even know Mm. they exist that's why they have to buy 100% bot traffic. So if your ads end up on one of these fake sites, they're using mostly bot traffic, and then the bots will click on it to come through to your site. So the reason they're using the bot traffic is that's how they make money, right? These and these fake sites, right? Bad guys can set up thousands of sites using WordPress templates. And then they sure. have to buy the traffic to get you know, the appearance of traffic to the sites. And then because the bots are causing the ads to load, they're also going to click on a portion of them. And that's when they come through to the advertiser site and you can see it. Okay. So in that case, uh, that's when we say, okay, we got to, you know, start turning off uh, some of these campaigns because clearly my ads are not being shown to humans. And even though I'm getting a bunch of clicks, they're from bots. So they're not going to end up buying anything from me. Right. But most advertisers are not closing that loop and focusing on the sales. They're focusing on what we call vanity metrics. Oh, how many ads did we get? How many clicks did we get? Without really doing the hard work of tying it to, did it actually drive any sales?
0: Wow, that's really good. So, well, I just wanted to say that if you if you run into clients that, that are looking for alternatives, mail is also a, a, yes. a good candidate. And yes. we can do some things with machine learning and mail that no other medium can do. So give me Very a call. Very
1: cool. I will send that, them your way fun.
0: and really appreciate the conversation. And uh, you're doing amazing work. I, I just wish more people would hear, you know, the truth well, from thanks, you. And thanks for helping to
1: get the word out. Thank you okay. very much for your work as well. I'm a big fan. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks, John. Talk to you later.